I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hey everybody, welcome back to Oops the Podcast. I am Julio. I'm joined by Francis. Francis, how you doing? Swell. Good to see you. How you doing? Good to see pal? you too, man. Dude, I'm a, I'm like a month into this sort of like dietary thing and I had this like sad realization the other day that my goal for summer is to look good in a t-shirt. That's a good goal. That's how you know you've just like crossed into a territory where you're just never going to be like shred bro ever again. Um, who knows we'll get we'll cross that bridge when we get there but for now my goal looking great in a t okay okay yeah i think that's i think that's a very achievable you look pretty good in a t-shirt as I look is all right. i look all right i'm still a little, i'm getting there yeah. how would you rate your uh maybe this is too personal but on your for your own self-evaluation one being the worst you've ever looked mm-hmm most ashamed you've ever been of your body 10 being your favorite body you've ever had sexiest you've ever felt mm-hmm. how would you rate yourself right now probably three and a, and a quarter oh that's low it's low i'm just saying based on my like adult body i'm definitely towards I, you know even though i've come a long way i was i was a one at some point you were a one recently when i got back from alaska i was a one come on really that was the worst i've ever looked in my life yeah the most I've ever weighed. It was the most. It was the worst I've ever looked. Has your? Does I was your, fine with it. Does your girlfriend ever say anything about it? Does she ever mention anything? If I make a self-deprecating comment, she'll be like, "I like you in all forms," which is sort of. It's not saying. It's not correcting me. But but, but hold on. Do you? Is there a part of you that wishes that she would apply a little more pressure? No. Definitely if she not. ever said anything like, hey, you should go work out today, would that rub you the wrong way? I wouldn't love it. But dude, the, the, my problem isn't doing. My problem is not doing, which I've gotten much better at in the past month or so. I've da- I've like trimmed a couple percentages of body fat, mm. which I'm proud of. And my my problem is never going to the gym. I can go to the gym. That's easy for me. Right. My problem is, you know, getting on that good routine where I'm making healthy choices, eating healthy, whatever. And this nutritionist dude is, I've been going to has been really helpful. So. I'm going to keep fighting the good fight. Who can you hear feedback from anyone about my body, about your body? It doesn't feel good. It certainly can't like there have been times where I've gotten unwanted feedback that really hurt my feelings. Really? That helped me get in shape. Yeah. That that expedited the process. Well, so then I feel motivated though, but that sounds like then did you look back and were you happy that someone had said something? No. I was happy that I got in shape, but I was upset still with the person who did it. I still don't. Well, like let's her. say that you hired a personal <laughs> trainer who was just all over you mm-hmm. and didn't let you slip for a second, and and even maybe used a little bit of tough love. It's just not the right approach. I don't think. Okay, interesting. Like I, I, I would love to have a twenty four seven personal trainer, and there's stories about this. Like some hedge fund guy, yeah, hired the marine, the guy who lived with him. And even he'd like come into board meetings and make him drop and give him 20 type of thing. That's nuts. But dude, that is nuts. But, but it is nice to have that constant supervision. So what I've done is I, anytime I feel myself starting to maybe, if I'm like on the brink of getting into slip mode, I schedule an appointment with the nutritionist and it, it snaps me back hmm. into a interesting positive 
We talk a lot about diet and wellness and fitness on, on our show. Um, and I, I hope it's okay for people. I, I get messages from people all the time asking for, you know, help or, or just some, some tips or ideas about how to sort of get, get into a routine. That's the biggest thing that people ask about. It's like, mm-hmm. how do you form a habit of either going to the gym or eating healthier? And I actually took the time with this one guy who, who messaged me. Uh, I won't say his name because uh, I think he was kind of struggling a little bit. But um, and I took the time to really lay out a game plan for him, just tips that I guess I've, I've used. Um, and one of the things that I wrote to him that I hadn't really thought of before is the importance of getting to bed early and waking up early in how it affects your diet. I would agree with that. It frames your day around your meals at more consistent times. And it also eliminates the opportunity to be grazing at like midnight. And it's sort of like, it it also eliminates the urge to like when you're on that healthy eating schedule. Yeah. It's really true, man. And even from the standpoint of a person who's sort of like fluctuated, I've like gotten there before. I feel like I'm on my way back. I will say that both of the times where I've gotten in, that I've been in shape or making progress or whatever, I have had what you're say, talking about going on. Yeah. Going to bed early, waking up naturally early, eating breakfast right away. Eat breakfast as quickly as you can because then you will be hungrier for lunch earlier. And yeah. that's good. I'm starving for lunch at 1130. Same. Starving for lunch. Yeah. And then I eat at 1130 and then I have some kind of a, a bar or a thing at like 2.33 p.m. And then I work out and then I'm hungry as hell for dinner at 7, 7.30. I haven't eaten anything after 10 p.m. in years. How do you how do you structure your weekend? Well, things, you know, things might fall a little bit looser. But that's on good. The, on like, the weekend. That's intentional, right? Like that you're in control of that. Um, right? yeah, you know, you don't need to be crazy, Yeah, but you, you just like, I don't, I don't, how do I structure dude, the weekend? I, you know, I think that people might have trouble imagining how a guy who's in, you know, peak physical condition like yourself would be, have balance. And I can speak to the fact that Francis is from what I can see a fairly balanced individual. I've drank six margaritas with the guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, yeah, you can yeah. fucking Delish. toss him back. He's, he's not like. I'll have a seltzer water. Like Francis is fucking ripping them, dude. I rip, I throw them back. He throws them back. Here's what I would say on the weekend, right? If you're going to go out to an 11 o'clock brunch and throw down some huevos rancheros (laughs) and four margaritas and a couple beers, that's fine. Uh, And then you're going to maybe eat pizza at 5 PM. Also fine. And, you know, pass out at midnight or whatever, have a crazy day. But then your Sunday Try to like pull yourself together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Try to pull, even if you eat poorly on Sunday, like try to eat at better times. Don't be eating ice cream Sundays. Don't say that because one day went to hell that both days need to go to hell. Totally. And that, um, that'll eliminate the, what, the, what they call the scaries too. Yeah. Like in my opinion, dude, like having like a big Friday and then like you even said like maybe a big, oh, you go to brunch, whatever. But if you can like get that out of your system earlier in the weekend, Monday feels better. I found. Yeah, Monday shouldn't be some jarring, dropped out of a different world 
experience coming back like oh my god like as if you have to readjust to a new time zone and diet and a new world of of like life again you know the, the discrepancy between my sundays and my mondays is not so great anymore that it uh i find it disorienting it's not right dude totally and that's that's in my opinion sort of the goal you'll yeah. feel better um, but it's funny you mentioned this, Julia. We're, you know, we're off to Jamaica tomorrow morning. Um, I, as this episode comes out, I will, well, I'll be back from Jamaica. Uh, but Jamaica, I'm very, very excited about. And my girlfriend made a really interesting point. Um, we have not been on vacation, she and I, since we went to France. Two summers, two summers. That's like ago. right when we started the pod. Yeah, we haven't been on a vacation together since then. Wow, really? We, we went on. We went to like, you know, the Hamptons over right, the like Fourth of July weekend, rent with, a car. with two other friends, yeah. two other couples in the house. But we didn't. We took like one day off, right? And just sat sat around, you know, with our friends. You haven't left the country. You you made such a great point in a recent episode where you said there's such a difference between a trip and a vacation. Totally. And I would say we've only done trips, really. Interesting. And this is going to be a true vacation. Hell yeah, dude. Where, I, where, I, where I'm like, <laughs> I said this to myself, I can't wait to unplug and just look at my phone for hours. What do you mean? I mean, I mean, I love the idea of like unplugging from work and just playing like Candy Crush on my phone yeah, oh yeah, for right, like right, three right. hours. Yes, well, I won't Dick do that. Around. But I think, I think, I think unplugging from your phone and and being able to just scroll Instagram, I won't do this. Guilt-free. But I think that's a funny idea. Totally. But to to not care about having a drink at you know one in the afternoon on a weekday or. Just to, I don't, I don't know. Dude, it's great. It's going to be You're going to forget what day it is. You're going to be smoking a bunch of weed. You're going to be having a fucking blast. I'm so pumped. But get this. Someone asked my girlfriend, like, you know, I, I don't know what they said. You know, have you guys been on a vacation together? And, and how will this compare? Are you looking forward to this? Maybe I asked her, you know, because I mentioned the France trip and how, how much fun we had on that. And she goes, yes. At the same time, the France trip happened two days after the most catastrophic thing that has ever happened to my career. Totally. So it was a little bit hard. A little bittersweet. For me to go full vacation mode, stay present, you know, really lavish in the absolutely moment and that dude, it's a miracle that you were even able to like enjoy it at all so this this is the first vacation that we are going on since in two years at least maybe ever as a couple dude it's gonna be one of the you're gonna be so happy you did it i can't wait now here's my question right we're talking about it on the podcast our fans know me they know us but I am keenly aware that in this moment in time, amid the coronavirus and the number of people who have lost their jobs, small businesses, people being, you know, having very polarizing opinions about whether or not traveling is a good idea, mm-hmm. is publicizing my vacation a really bad look? So it's a good, it's a great question. 
And I, you know, have thought about this a lot since you know that I have sort of probably traveled more than most people during all this. And I'm sure that and people have said things to me or whatever. Um, but I don't understand why that means that you're not supposed to do it. Like, I just don't, I, I get the idea that like, maybe it's a bad look to like really post a ton about it. But then I also think, dude, like what would a rapper do? You think a rapper, <laughs> would a rapper care that someone was like, you're traveling during, you know what I mean? Like rappers don't rap, care. We're not rappers. Rappers have though. cheetahs in their pictures. They don't give a fuck when people are like, oh, you have a cheetah that's like fucked up. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just thinking like, there's, a, there's, there's kind of a give and take there. Like, why can't you travel safely? Why can't you abide by the rules, wear the mask, do the things that you're supposed to do and why, and, and travel? Why can't you do that? I, I, I agree. I think that there are levels of it though, right? I think domestic travel is, is a little bit more forgiven than international travel. But that travel. doesn't make sense. This is the place where everybody has it. When you go somewhere else, it's there's less of it there. That's inevitably. a great point. Most people aren't thinking that globally, though. People globally think. What do you mean? No, I'm saying like, our, you know, woke Americans on social media are not. There's such an American centric view of like by, you know, by America, country, and whatever else. But you're absolutely right. Jamaica, there is no COVID. was like. Well, they have COVID there, right? But, but they like, were like, if you're coming to our country from any of these countries, you better like get your United shit States. together. Yes. And the United States was top of the list. Totally. Like, why can't dude? I don't know. I, I understand that. I understand the argument that's like, if nobody moved, this would be over that argument, which seems like it's too cut and dry to even be true. But let's say that that is true. I get it. I do understand. But like, that's not the reality of what is going to happen. Right. So therefore, are you supposed to just not do anything the whole time? Like, I just, you know, I struggle with that a bit. Am I supposed to go and not flaunt it? Is my question on social media. Now, I'm not somebody who posts tons of pictures being like, you know, I'm not missing the weather in New York or like pretty nice day here. I'm not that guy. If anything, I would try to come up with something funny, you know, on the on the beach or whatever, totally. or snorkeling, whatever the hell it is, some goofy thing. But I... I don't know. I feel weird doing that. Totally. And, I worry and about the backlash. I have thought about it. And I I came to the conclusion each time that I would still post. And I did. Yeah. And I've gotten a little bit of shit for it, but not that much. And I don't know, man. Like I, I think I think certain people have the swagger to not give a shit. It's like you talk about the rappers. Andrew Schultz. He doesn't give a fuck. He'll, yeah. He doesn't give a fuck. He'll do whatever he wants. He's like, deal. what are you mad at me for being on a beach? I earned this. And dude, and you know, there's something about, there's something to that. You know I, I, mean? I agree. It's a great, it's a better way to live. It's a better way to live. I think it's, I think it's nice of you to think that way. And I know that I don't, I, I don't want to seem like I'm not compassionate towards people who have lost loved ones or, you know, and I, you know, we, I have, I mean, I, I don't know if you, you guys have, yeah. but like, you know, it, it's, it's been a fucked up time. And, and certainly I do not underestimate the virus at all. I wear masks. I do all the protocol, but that doesn't mean that I need to just, fucking have an anchor on my yeah on my ankle also i don't know man the other the other part of it is um i here's my here's my take my take would be i don't have a problem with people saying you shouldn't post photos of your expensive 
vacation. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tone deaf. It's out of touch with the time. Lots of people are struggling right now. All of that. I don't have a okay. problem with that, but if that's, if that's how you feel, you should feel that way all the time. You should feel that way when there's no pandemic. You should feel that way towards influencers when they're posting, when like, you know, there are still homeless people. There's always a better way to spend your money than vacation. Yeah. There's always some cause that is more noble towards which influencers and these nonsense people could theoretically, if they were, you know, tr- so right. altruistic that that was their moral compass just pushed them towards it, uh, that they could, they could, you know, dedicate their life to that. So why, you know, why take issue with it now? Right. Which is what you're saying. I, you know, and I understand the idea of taking issue with it to some degree. You just have to decide, you know what I mean? Like what's going to happen if you, if you post, think about that. Well, I'm fortunate that I'm in, I'm in a position where I am in, I'm a, nobody takes me that seriously. Right. So, cause I'm, I'm a comedian. I've, I've done enough work on my, I've posted enough work on my social media, as I've said that like, I'm still surprised when anyone takes me seriously, but even people who would get mad would be like, well, clearly he's trying, you know, this guy's a joke. But and that's not, but that's not the issue. Like you being silly or not, doesn't matter. Like you're still in Jamaica but, at a nice spot. But you know, even if I, even if I posted something, a, a picture of myself in Jamaica, let me, let me, I get what you're saying. You're saying that there's an angle there. You're not just like, look at me. I'm doing something sick. You're like doing funny stuff. You're well, yes. Kind of like Francisified. Right. Francis specific content. Here's, here's another, here's another example. Okay. So I think it was like a day or two after George Floyd was killed mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, the country erupted and a friend of mine had just gotten out to Montauk and this guy is, He's just a little bit unaware. And it's like... So he's posting... Right. He's right, not right. being venomous in doing it, but he, you know, he posted like an Instagram or a story of himself, like being like, just got to Montauk, like blah, blah, blah. And it's awesome. And our our friend group, a lot of people came down on him mm-hmm. for it. I, I didn't say anything because, you know, but for his own protection, people I'm were fine. like... I'm fine with that. People were like, dude, this isn't the time. I'm fine with that. Dude. You know, you shouldn't do this. Totally. That that was a different thing, dude. I agree. We didn't put out a clip that day. We like I was all about that shit. Of I course. agree. I agree. But but my point being, right, you know, I guess it's like what who determines when it when it, when the time is wrong to post yourself having fun? I totally. Like Th- what that, are the that issues? is one of the times. There's t- and you know what? When it's that time, it should be pretty obvious. You yeah, fine. But but dude, there are people who there I are know. people who will always say it's the wrong time. Yeah, like someone would, there might be people who say like, "How dare you post a photo of your dog today? Don't you know this is National Dog Remembrance Day, where the four hundred huskies of the Iditarod were murdered." You know, by <laughs> hornets out in right. Alaska, and like how insensitive. Right. You, you That's never know. But you're right. You're right. But dude, at the same token, that. there's easy ways to prevent to prevent uh, reasonable backlash. One of them is just violating the fucking rules. Like you know, the quarant- There's a quarantine that you should be doing, 
right? Mm-hmm. There's there's no way for the government to enforce it or whatever. And maybe they do in some cases, but like you come back, you're supposed to quarantine for three days till you can test out of it, right? If you come back from Jamaica and the day after you get back, you're fucking out jerking off on the pier or whatever, yeah. doing whatever and filming it, that's in poor taste. Yeah. You're supposed to be following the rules, being a team player. And that is, is you not being a team player. I agree. You should get shit for that. I guess this is a great point. If our government and the federal aviation association allows me through, even though it was very difficult to travel abroad, I had to get my COVID test. I had to fill out all these waivers. Yeah. I have a, uh, we have a driver picking us up. It's super fucking expensive and annoying. We have to basically stay on the resort. There's a curfew in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. We can't go to like, hike or see natural sites or any of the shit uh-huh. that we had kind of thought we might do all this stuff we have to get a covid test while we're there and we're yeah. only there for four fucking days present that in order to come back into the country and if that's negative and then we get back we can wait three days and test again we're gonna do all of that right but if there is a system in place for traveling abroad that is still approved by our government then why shouldn't i why shouldn't you do it? Follow the law. Dude, that you haven't gone anywhere in fucking two years. <laughs> you're you're losing it. You're fucking you're going ape shit about the toaster. We need to get you out of here, dude. <laughs> we get Francis out of America. That's the initiative here. He's got to go. <laughs> well, dude, very good points. Um, an interesting discussion for sure, but I think you're gonna have a great time. And uh do are, do you have to get tested right when you get to the hotel too? Well, we've got our negative tests. Um, I don't think so. I, we're getting our test there like the two days after we arrive. Right, so to be able to come back. Because I remember when we went to the Bahamas, when you arrive at the hotel, they give you a rapid and they make you stay in your hotel room until the results come back. That's wild. Crazy I, I, they, I don't know that they have that set up. Um, Crazy time. But I'm, I'm, I'm so hype. Dude, so hype. Dude, so... Um, I've been doing these like aerodyne bike workouts. Oh, so hard. They suck, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But I was with our buddy D- Dylan Palladino. Oh yeah, deep and pal. He has one in his apartment. Wow, good for him, dude. By the way, he has his his brothers are twins, and they are both they're identical twins. They're both Army Rangers <laughs> who are like trilingual, like impressive. Speaking of large, the family of large men. And what happened about, to Dylan? I know, fucking Dylan, dude. Sitting there talking into his microphone. <laughs> well, anyway, he gave me these like aerodyne bike workouts, and I've been doing them. They're great. The only problem, dude, is that my entire genital region falls asleep. Oh, gosh. So when I get off the bike, it starts to come back the way it does when you sleep on your arm. Yeah. And, dude, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. It's one, of, it's one of the most incredibly stimulating feelings I've ever experienced in my life. Are, and you it's just, like, are you just sitting on your own dick and no, balls? No. Is it under you? So it's back to, you know, call back to last episode, but the taint, there's something about the way that the seat is kind of jamming into the sort of no man's land down yeah. there. And it just cre- it cuts off the blood supply and it comes back and it feels insane wow. like in a really good way. I look hmm. forward to it. That's, um, that's unusual. <laughs> no, nor was I. I but thought dude, it was going to hurt. The aerodyne bike, man. It feels, it's crazy. It feels crazy. Huh. I don't know. Whatever. Wow. Fucking By the man. way, people always talk about that. Uh, have you ever heard this comparison? What's more painful, being kicked in the balls or giving birth? 
Uh, I have, yeah. What's the answer? I mean, there's no I mean, way. My really thought is an that there's no man who ever said like, Hey babe, I know this is a big deal, but I think we're ready for you to kick me in the balls. <laughs> I don't think any man has ever asked his wife to kick him in the balls because he loves her so much and they want to like be ball kickers together. Dude, it's a tough comparison because nobody could ever know the way it feels to be the other one. The kicking of the balls serves no purpose, unfortunately. You ever been kicked or punched in the balls really bad? Yeah, I've gotten like hit with a softball in the balls. It was terrible. Um, and it, it feels like you want to throw up. You, you want to throw up and also shit your pants at the same it's time. It's the worst thing I it's the ever worst dude. feeling in the world. Oh my God. I've had I, one time balls suck, dude. It's so bad. It's so bad. One time I was playing in a lacrosse scrimmage and you know, for 95% of the time I played lacrosse, I wore a cup, obviously, of course. but for some reason I just hadn't packed it this day. And so I was out there and, and you're basically just hoping you, you you know, it's on your mind, by the way, that when you're playing lacrosse without a cup, that at any second, your life could be ruined. Yeah. Because it's such a contact sport. Why like, would you ever do that? I didn't have it with me. Oh, okay. I don't have a choice. Right. Um, so I was out there playing and dude, some guy with a D pole, like a long defensive stick, rap checked me in the shaft and at the top, like toward the, towards the top. I'm not kidding you. I thought he had cut my dick off. Oh my! I thought God. he had sliced through like the that the head of my penis was Fucking gone. Lorena Bobbitt situation. I went down and then after I don't know five minutes of gasping, went to the bathroom to check, and I was so terrified uh, that my penis was going to be. You severed. hadn't touched yet. You were too. Afraid? No, I was too afraid and too and too embarrassed and like I didn't want to, you know pull out a piece of my penis on the field dude and uh fortunately it was still attached but there was a big you, you know very clear mark just right across it was oh so God. bad did you pee dude. blood i didn't uh fortunately christ dude. but yeah it's it was bad up. guys if you're thinking about starting a podcast fill in the blanks here if i were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast i'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm. Download it now. Okay, dude, we got some pretty good emails. Here. Bring them on, wanna... baby. The emails. Okay. Emails. So this one is very, this one uh, is pretty interesting. It's titled, My Ex's Tinder Profile from Hell. Oh, boy. Hey, guys, I found your podcast because Francis once popped up on my Instagram Explore page and I became enamored with his jaw. <laughs> uh, thank okay. you very much. Okay. Um, I listen to you guys while I work in my wood shop and have almost cut off my finger because I started laughing while operating power tools. Oh. LOL. Pretty good. Nice. Um, anyway, I love your opinion on my, on X's Tinder profiles. Okay. A few years ago, I broke up with my ex of a few years and about a month later was sent screenshots of his Tinder. Is this is a girl. Yes. Who operates power tools in a I know, woodshed. Right? Fucking hot. Okay. Every single picture was a picture of him and I 
but he edited the Wilson ball from Castaway over my face. <laughs> she goes, just looking for some confirmation that this is fucking weird, right? Still makes me laugh to this day because now I'm dating an amazing guy who also happens to be a hot doctor. Win-win. Am I right? Um. Anyway, love the show. But dude, look at these pictures. They're insane. She oh, sent she them. sent them. Dude. Wait. These are crazy. I just don't really <laughs> understand this. Every picture is him with her and then the ball over her the face. The Wilson ball over her face. It's funny. But it's also Dude, very committed to the bit. It's really fucked up. It's like, what what girl is seeing that and being like, oh, this guy is a guy I want to go out with? At least crop the pit. Like, yeah, that's is this? Odd. Did he do this purely for like revenge? I I think he probably. That's like he you know he lost a fantasy league or something. Dude, like, what the fuck? That's odd. That's yeah. odd. Let's try to reason out. Let's 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 play a game here, Julio. Let's do it. Okay, I think we should I think we should do this. Let's do it. So, your mentality, right? Mm-hmm. When you see this email is that this guy's crazy. This is weird. Yes. Right? I'm going to force you for the sake of debate, okay, to argue on his behalf. Okay. This is an exercise we used to do. Okay. Okay. At at uh, have do we it. done this before? We've we've talked about it. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down to play this role. Okay, you need to tell me why that guy John, using a photoshopped Wilson castaway ball over the face of his ex girlfriend in lots of pictures on his Tinder profile, is a fantastic strategy, and not a, not weird at all. Well, Francis, it's not. It's not only. A, it's not a fantastic strategy, but it's the only strategy. Okay. Because after the breakup, you know, he got a little bit depressed and he went through it a bit. And he sort of went through all the pictures that he had and he realized that his best pictures were pictures of himself with yeah. his ex-girlfriend. Now, he could he could have gone the crop route, but you'll notice that in the picture, they're boyfriend and girlfriend. There's a lot of overlapping body parts. And in order to do that, he would literally have to cut his body off and that just wouldn't look normal. Right. So it made more sense to be like, you know, this guy's a sense of humor. Maybe he could he could play the angle that like his ex was really shitty to him, whether or not that's true. And he goes, you know, he, it's a funny talking point and a way to get a conversation started while also buying him some time to get his body back to where it used to be. I think that's I think that's actually spot on. And in fact, you argue that so well that I am now convinced. <laughs> I'm now convinced that this actually is a normal thing, right? So like you're in a relationship for a long time. All of your pictures, your recent pictures are with your girlfriend. He's not going to go back to pictures from years earlier to use for his dating totally app when he's a boy, um, when he's but a boy. So all he has, all his best pictures are pictures of him with his ex-girlfriend. And then to recognize the weirdness of it. And as a sort of a, a an impish wink or a little hat tip to the absurdity of it, he superimposes a very popular pop culture reference totally. over her face. Hopefully girls will think that that's kind of funny and it's a talking point, as you said, <laughs> fantastic strategy in fact if i'm ever single it's gonna be something i use i would think this guy see what i'm saying this guy's a hero yeah that was, that was fun what okay, a fun good. exercise good. it's very good little to, segment to put the shoe on the other foot every once in a while oh <laughs> robes are great for drinking and you're pulling by the pool or wearing other robes and then you're going to the school 
<laughs> Someday we'll know the words. <laughs> but dude, it doesn't matter. That's the beauty of the Plover Rogues jingle. You we're, put anything yeah, on. we're back to to sing you another song about our dear our dear Plover Rogues that we love so much. <laughs> dude, these things are great. Listen, guys. Honestly, we plug a lot of stuff on the podcast, but th- man, look at look at what we're wearing. These things are awesome. They're awesome. Thermal regulating, moisture wicking. <laughs> dude, exactly. That's all you need to what know. He said. Colorful. Dude, the other beautiful thing about Plover is the culture of Plover. Yeah. We love the people who run the company. Great They're culture. awesome. They're they're just great younger fucking kids hustling and killing right. it. They are. Um, and they, they made these because they needed something when they were out in Wyoming and they had to run to the hot spring in the middle of the winter. Yep. They wanted something that could kind of like keep them warm that would allow them to be kind of nimble enough to move quickly from the house to the water yeah. and they came up with this and so plover robes were birthed yeah you know what an amazingly i, I don't know how and nobody else had had seen the hole in the market for uh <laughs> hot spring to and fro apparel but they sure what a i mean the fact that nobody'd come up and and and, and you know filled that need boy because that's a big that's a big demand there's got to be a lot of demand for that you know absolutely another thing that i recommend that you do with the plover robe if you and you can be a, a man or a woman and do this you bring somebody home yeah you've gone on a date love it give me a second uh-huh. i need to you know you go to the bathroom you come out with only a plover robe on <laughs> it's fucking game on. game over yeah game over throw, throw her a little do you mind if i slip into something a little more comfortable yeah. absolutely and there's yeah. all sorts of fun loud styles they're a great novelty item they're a great gift they're great for so many different occasions, and it's a robe that you will never forget. Yeah. Uh, go to pulloverrobes.com, promo code OOPS. You'll get 15% off your order. Yeah. Pro, uh, uh, pro, pulloverrobes.com slash OOPS, promo code OOPS. You'll get 15% off. Make sure you use the backslash OOPS in the URL so that they know we are sending people their way. But yes, please do that. Um, pulloverrobes.com. Get them now. Okay, so we got another good one. And this one's called Emergency Excuse Gone Wrong. Good. Okay. So if you guys remember, we talked about this a couple episodes ago. The idea that the you know family emergency or whatever was kind of a dubious or whatever, just kind of like a lame excuse. Yeah, it's, it's an excuse when, when people say, I can't make it, I have a family emergency, that you immediately have doubts about it. Yes, exactly. So, um, so this is good. So hey guys, love the podcast. Uh, first time writing, so I'll just dive into it. As I had a pseudo family emergency story gone wrong when playing the family religion card. Oh. In college, I had three hour poetry class on Wednesday nights. Where the Ouch. fuck did this guy go to college? Fucking Vassar. <laughs> Drew. <laughs> Not feeling class that week. It just so happened that a classmate who was devoutly Jewish asked me if I would be leaving class early for Yom Kippur. Now, yes, I am Jewish, but emphasis on the ish as my mom is Jewish, but I don't really practice. I took the opportunity and told the professor I had to leave class two and a half er hours early to get home by sundown. He was suspicious, but obliged. And soon thereafter, karma kicked me in the teeth. I got a call two days later from the Dean of religious studies, thanking me for volunteering to be student, the student Jewish representative at the all campus, all faith service. What? About 10 seconds into that conversation, I realized that my teacher had volunteered me. No way. A week later, I was sitting on stage for the, for the service, and then when they turned to the Jewish portion of the program, I had to go up in front of 800 plus people wearing a talit and yarmulke to recite prayer in Hebrew. 
<laughs> I don't speak Hebrew, nor can I read Hebrew, so thank God I was able to find a phonetic translation. The takeaway, I may have won the battle, but karma always wins, and in this case, my teacher won the war. Wow. Savage poetry teacher. Really good by the poetry teacher. <laughs> really good. Yeah. So, okay, first of all, it's a brilliant move, right? Hilarious. But it's also the sort of thing that is like would would you'd think might get the guy fired how can you can't that's him you volunteering one of his students without consulting with him for a religious presentation simply because the guy was like yeah i got just because you say i have to get home before sundown to you know celebrate yom kippur does not mean that you, you are to be the leader of the Jewish delegation. Yeah, yeah. You're not offering up your services <laughs> to read Hebrew in front of a multi-denominational Dude, totally, service. Totally, bro. So I'm surprised that both sides were able to have a good sense of humor about Agreed. it. Agreed. Agreed. Um, do you know what I mean? Doesn't uh, that seem you, risky? Absolutely. It seems like a definitely potential cross the line moment. I don't see that happening in today's world. No. I wonder how long ago that story happened. You can't really fuck, especially on a college campus, dude. Like, they're like the liberal fascists of society. You yeah. can't say anything. You can't even rap along to a rap song or if, if you're not, you know, if that's cultural appropriation. Have you ever had a bluff called and then uh, you carried out the ruse? Yeah, dude. Just I have, to I have not really let that person one. have the satisfaction. So one time I borrowed money from a guy in college and I like didn't pay him back. And I, I was intending to eventually, but I just like didn't have any money. I was a college kid with no money. And the guy was like, and I told him, I was like, dude, I sent you the money. And he goes, dude, I never gave you my address. Ooh. Oh my God. And I was like, yeah, I did, dude. I did. And he's like, all right, man. And he knew. And he knew. And there was just no getting out of it. There's nothing you could do. That's did you when, ever, did you ever come clean? Did you ever back off the lie? No, no. But I was ashamed. Yeah. That was a bad one. I, can't I got really one. I got one uh, that is equally <laughs> cringeworthy tough to swallow <laughs> to this day so i think we were in i think we were you know just into college freshman year sophomore year and when we would come home to maine on on breaks we would uh always party at my friend hillman's house <laughs> That's and home, my uh girlfriend. you know and i had a friend i had hillman that was his, hillman. his first name hillman <laughs> and um dude by the way his initials were h-m-a-n h-man and we called him h-man that's great that's great and those were his real initials that's crazy anyway hillman so hillman's a great guy (laughs) one of my old you know youngest childhood friends and uh we had another friend ben and ben you know also ben and hillman and i were friends from first grade on and we would always party at hillman's house in high school and then in college. And when we came home from college, uh, one time we were partying in the basement and, you know, it's kind of like a low key party. There were probably 20, 25 people there, nothing nuts. And I had asked, I wanted to play beer pong in the laundry room. That was always where we played beer pong. And apparently Hillman's mom didn't really want us to play beer pong because it created a mess and all this. And I thought that if I just, if we just played, I would clean it up. She would never know. She didn't come downstairs Mm -hmm. and it'd be fine. And so I started setting up the game. And then Ben was like, what are you doing? Hillman's mom, did she say this was okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She said it was fine. He's like, okay, okay. (laughs) And then without me knowing, 
he went up and asked her if it was okay for us to play beer pong. Oh, God. And whether or not I had asked her, maybe even consulted. And she was like, no, I didn't speak to Francis. And no, it's not okay <laughs> to play beer pong. And then he came back downstairs and he goes, okay, so you, you asked Hillman's mom, right? If you could play beer pong, oh, right? No. He fucking walked And I was like, shop. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, and what'd she say? And I was like, you know, she said it was fine as long as we clean it up, whatever. Now he's got, he's got it. The proof. He's got the nuts. He's holding the royal flush. And he's just walking me more and more into my own lie. And clearly taking pleasure. It's a setup. Yeah. And 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 he kept getting he was like he was like reeling me in with it. And 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 asking me more and more detailed questions. And I kept having to like invent more. And then it finally at some point he cut me off. He was like, I know you're lying to my face. I just went up and talked to her. She said you didn't. None of this is true. Like, you can't play beer pong. And I didn't know how to handle that. Oh, my God. I, first of all, I was so mad that yeah, that's a, a fucked friend up of mine that. would trap me that way. Yeah. Especially over something so stupid. He should be on your side, too. Yeah, what a, what a, a fuck narc, about Hellman's first mom. of all. What a narc. No offense, Hellman. Your mom. Like, fuck your mom, dude. <laughs> I, but, no, that was fucked up. But, but like... Um, I don't mean that. Sorry, I do. It's fine. Friends it's fine. I, I don't think ass. you listen. But dude, but but like your friend should be on the side of she's not going to come down here. Yeah, let's just fucking play beer pong. Right. And who gives a shit? And we'll clean it up. No yeah. harm, no foul. We were already like doing keg stands and shit. Yeah, I mean, dude. it's not as if you know adding a couple ping pong balls to the mix was really gonna. What a fucking Eddie Haskell narc, dude. Yeah, but that's kind of who he was. Ben was always a sort of a you know boy scout in a way and mm. and very like in with <laughs> very in with the parents and yeah, yeah. would spend you know when he'd come over to a house he would spend time in the sitting room with the parents yeah. you know fucking catching up before prick. he'd come down but i never dude i we honestly we didn't talk after that ben and i that like hurt our friendship totally. and we didn't talk after that for months but and then at some point we, we like reconciled um and then, you know, we're, we're very good friends again. And then we had another falling out issue. I don't remember what it was that time. But uh, he's one of those friends where, like, we'll recover and be fine. And then another crazy thing will happen over the years. And Jesus right Jesus. now we're not on speaking terms. I think I do. I, I might know why you're not. Was it about, like, a letter that you wrote or something? Um, no, I I don't think so. About, like, somebody's, like... It had to do. It had oh, to do. You wrote. With you race. wrote a letter, even though you hadn't spoken to somebody for a long time. Like when one of their parent, family members passed away. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's him. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's right. See, see. Yeah, that's a good memory. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to mend it with him. Yeah, because his good, dad man. passed away. But we we. I mean, I I did write him the email, but I never heard back. Yeah, you know, I it's important to bury the hatchet sometimes, man. Like. There are certain things. How that many kind of, times can you bury the hatchet? I know, but you buried the hatchet there. I'm saying. Like, so I'm not the last one then. No. And, and, you know, even when it comes to like stupid things, like, like who deserves credit for what, like just these kind of things that you can get caught up on can really stunt progression of things that would otherwise be great. Sometimes yeah. you just have to make concessions because in the big picture, they don't end up mattering. That's true. That's true. You know? Yeah. That's just. It's uh, amazing how grudges that I held 
years and years ago, I, I look back on now and I have no feeling whatsoever about them. I know that's good. It's good to not dude. And and I see people in our field who sort of like hold on to these grudges as fuel, this like anger, like I'll show them, I'll show them. And maybe this is sort of like a, and not like groundbreaking concept, but like, do you really want to give those people that con- much control over you? No. Just let it go, man. Like, who gives a fuck about that person? Yeah. It's just about you. It's not about them. Them thinking you weren't good. Who cares what they think? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I agree. You I have to that's... you have to try to get to a place where, you know, you you have gratitude based on things that you're doing so that things are in your control. You're happy for, for yourself because of what you're doing, not because you're getting kind of right. affirmation from others. Self-determination. Totally, dude. Speaking of self-determination, I have found that I, uh, I don't know where if this is a new thing, but I've become more aware of it. I need credit for very small things around the house. <laughs> very small things. Like, like replacing a towel? Emptying the dishwasher. <laughs> Thanks for doing that. I... You know, because I'll, I'll, I've been waking up really early and I'll come upstairs and empty the dishwasher, put everything away. Um, and then she'll come up a few hours later. And if she doesn't say, you know, thank you for emptying the dishwasher, I have this fear that she doesn't even realize that I did it. And then the, and then I will say, did you notice that I emptied the dishwasher? <laughs> or did you feel, did that make you feel good or something? And she'd be like, yes, it did. But me doing that. Right. It kills Annoys you. her. Yeah, it it undoes the good deed. Totally. You got, oh, sorry. You got to not say anything there, dude. I know, but I can't help myself. And because I know you're thinking you're like, you need stuff in the win column so that she can't act like you're not going to. No, it's not about the scoreboard. I'm not keeping score. It's that I'm proud of myself. For doing nice little things, and I want to bring up, I want to bring them to the fore. I want, I want them to be in front of us so that we can look at them together and say that was a good thing that you did. I need, I'm a dog. I feel you. Though. I'm a like, dog. Dude, I need to be patted and given a bone. If I order food for everybody and nobody vemos me and no one says thank you, that that upsets me sometimes. Yeah, that's a big deal though. But, you know, it could be like a small group and I'll be like, oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to order whatever. And then nobody says anything. And this would be a group of people who are generous. Uh-huh. And that that's still like I have to kind of beat it out of my brain that I shouldn't be like that's mildly tough. salty about it. It does. I, I, I get that. You know? Yes, I understand that. And And yet, for me, my things for which I expect credit or will ask for credit are so minor. <laughs> they're so minor they're such little things all right what else you got i don't know making the bed even though i make the bed every day i don't ask for credit for making the bed um putting clothes away you know cleaning up i've, I've been trying to like clean up a lot i do i do i do my stuff around the house but I'm, even now i'm doing it i'm by virtue of me sharing this on the podcast it is <laughs> with the expectation that people will be like well he's a pretty good guy he's holding up his end of the bargain dude i have found that by setting a good example like that and by doing the right thing, credit comes along. It doesn't go completely unnoticed. It's the same as like that Seinfeld bit where, you know, he tips the guy and the guy doesn't notice. Yeah. So he then takes the money out and the guy thinks he's taking the money. Like sometimes there's been times where like I tipped somebody. I talk about this on the, on the travel pod, but like I gave this lady a really big tip and she didn't even notice. Yeah. And for a second that like bothered me, but like 
It's not about that. It's about doing the good deed. It, it's, it is, really is. It's not about it you. It is about it, though. It's so <laughs> much about it is getting the thank you, the raised eyebrow thank you from the person receiving the big tip. To, the, yeah. Whoa, that, I, I didn't expect to see a $20 bill here, you know? Dude, totally. I, again, I really think that if you lose the battle occasionally with like not getting credit for stuff, by just being a good dude, like you win the war. It comes back. Big time. And so, not even like a karma thing, in a more tangible way. Like you will get the credit. The credit will be given. You will get it. Okay. So more maybe more people are noticing than we than we realize. A and B, like if you're doing that, it's not like that's the only good thing you've ever done. The only generous like if you just continue to be a good dude, it will come back. And, mm-hmm. and not only will it come back, but people will will notice. Okay. And it's good to be a good dude. I, I got I got something for you that's gonna blow your mind. I love it. Love so it. So I took the subway into the city today and then came back on the subway and um the old chop chop yeah well, exactly i got a chop uh the f train at york street where i got out you've probably ridden it many times there's a long exit coming chris, out of the subway chris talks about that and acts like it's something that's insane but there are definitely other there are others that, that are that bad but that one is long but it's noticeably bad it's not a subway <laughs> where you can just walk up a sta- some stairs and all of a sudden you're outside yeah, you have to especially if you don't know how to orient yourself on the train there's a corridor if you're if you're in the front of the train you're Fuck. That's true because there, need, there aren't dual exits. You need to station yourself at the very back of the train while you wait for it, and then you get on at the back, and then you get off. You walk up some stairs, and then there's a super long corridor. Yeah, that you have to, and it's uphill that you walk yeah. up, and then there's another two staircases. Dude, you sound like one of those guys though that like will only park in the parking spot at the grocery store that's like the closest to the entrance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, it doesn't bother me because I ride the subway so infrequently now, but, uh, you know, if this were back in the time when I used to ride the subway all the time, it would bug me. But here's what I have to say. Okay. So we get off the train and there is an elderly woman with one of those weird rolling kind of like day. I don't know. It almost, it's like half a moving pallet type thing. It's something that you might expect a member of the new, of the postal service to carry. Dude, it's like the it's the everyone you know is dead starter kit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It's, what is in it's there? It's a sad sight. It's a it's a metal frame <laughs> as though she's gonna kick it under some boxes, tilt it, yeah. and then push it. So it's a yeah. metal frame with wheels, and but then there's like a big bag on the front of it. It's always unclear what's in there. That's you know a good point. Ta- you know I what know I'm exactly talking about. what you're talking about. A little so, roller has four wheels. Yeah. So she gets to this the bottom of the staircase. Now I'm already halfway up the stairs. And I'm this is the thought process in my mind. First of all, uh given that it's COVID, she might not want me touching her bag, right? This is an elderly woman. Totally. Uh, high pe- risk individual people, like good deeds and, and getting close to people right now might be m- more trouble than it's worth right but i look back and she is now doing what the only thing she can there's no there's no elevator to take you out of the subway she has turned around and is walking backwards up the stairs oh, and pulling one step this thing one step at a time and it's heavy you can tell from looking at it the way that she's struggling and it's going to take her 20 minutes to get out of the Jeez, subway poor little thing. so i'm like all right fuck this 
So I walk back down the stairs, right? Now, as I'm walking back down the stairs to go offer my my services to help her, I pass maybe three or four young people who are, now I'm going against the traffic of that stairs. And there's a railing in the middle, and clearly one side is the downstairs and one is the up. And I'm now going against traffic. So they're kind of glaring at me a little, mm-hmm. right? They're like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Going Why against is he the grain. Going against the grain. But then I get down to the elderly woman and I say, you know, why don't you let me take that for you? And she goes, oh, thank you so much. And I actually, I had a pair of gloves in my bag. So I put a glove on to, Look at this. to grab Francis, the handle. The and, then, and then I kind of like tried to hold it aloft instead of bouncing it up the stairs the way that she was. But it was hard. Yeah. So... I'm like, all right, I better be careful. You know, I'm not, I'm not strong enough that this is easy. So I carry it up the stairs. I get it to the top. She's so grateful. She takes it back and wishes, I say, have a great day. But then I know there's another fucking staircase, right? So I go all the way down the hallway. I go out the turnstiles and then I just wait. I wait, right, for this woman. And then the crowd files out. That same group of young people I had passed sees me and they kind of looked at me a little bit. They're like studying me. Like, what's this guy doing? What's he doing? Waiting, you know, whatever. But they're kind of like waiting a little too. It was weird. And they held the emergency exit door. This is a very New York story. For her? Yeah, for her. And then she comes out and I was like, why don't you let me take it up these stairs too? And again, so grateful. Uh, so I then lug it up the next two stairs and now finally we're out on the street and I'm like, have a great day. By this point, those four young people I had passed are all congregating in a group at the top of the stairs. Get this. Oh my God. They were her family members. What? And they didn't help her? And they let me help her and didn't say anything didn't do anything themselves. And there were like young, pretty hefty guys. Two of them and then two young women. That is horrifying. They just watched as I did this. But by the first time that I offered, they had already missed their opportunity to help. Right. They were all related because then they started talking together in like Spanish and then moved off Jesus, together. dude. Jesus. That's fucked up. Now, they may not have been family, but they were, like, together. And my only guess is that they were family. Bro, family or not, you're in a group and you're with an elderly person who's struggling to carry her fucking webbed basket up the stairs Dude, with it, wheels on it. I walked, I walked from the subway to my apartment stunned. Stunned <laughs> by, the, by this complete lack of humanity that from is, these four young people. That is people. stunning. And also, also it, like... It, there was no recognition from them of, well, thank goodness this, you know, strapping young man came right. along to help our right. elderly grandmother or whatever. Dude. Because we weren't going to do it. I, I, I couldn't fathom what had happened. That's crazy. You hate to say What that. do you want? Take a stab at defending them for that one. Oh, God. Dude, why don't you fucking... I don't have anything for that. That's too fucked. I don't know. Sometimes the exercise isn't even worth it. The best I could have is that, you know, they they were like, well, he looks like he exercises and probably needs some... But they had already gone past her before they even knew you were there, right? Like as you, cause They were walking ahead of her up the stairs, and they were not checking on her that much. But I will say that when I went back down to help her, 
it was as if they were like, "What's he? Why is he going to interact with our family member?" I thought you were gonna like mug. Her. I don't know, but <laughs> they were know. they were very interested in me. They were like clearly paying attention to me and my interaction with this elderly woman. So it's funny those, and this is this doesn't necessarily apply here, but it could be one of those situations where like people get mad at you for a good deed because it's like it's kind of like taking a shot at their pride. Like, have you ever done this? Have you ever had good seats? And you leave the game early and you go to someone who has shitty seats and try to give them your tickets. No, I've done, I've done that before. And I'm not, I'm not trying to like make you seem like whatever mm. I've like, there's been times where people have done it to me and I appreciated it so much that in the, you know, I'll leave a tennis tournament early or a basketball game early and I'll go to somebody who has terrible seats and give them my tickets. But I would say more often than not, people decline because yeah, by that point, because they're, they're like, what are you, these seats are perfectly fine for me. Yeah. Type of thing. So maybe it's like one of those kind of things. It's like, oh, Mr. Hero, like she's fine. Yeah. Like, no, I don't know. Right. If, if they were looking at you salty, at least. she actually enjoys carrying the bag. <laughs> Keeps her. She young. needs exercise. It's good yeah. for her bones. Well, yeah. After this, we're going to the, <laughs> she's going to push a, a rock up a, up a hill. <laughs> we're going bowling. <laughs> Wednesday bowling league. Awesome. Oh, uh, well, all right. Dude, oops. The podcast. That's good stuff. It fascinating episode Good enjoy stuff, uh enjoy your trip thank you um i think you're gonna have a great time I am i'm excited. looking forward to it for you yeah um take a look on my instagram oops faithful and let me know if you think that the things that i end up posting from this trip are in good taste or are in poor taste or whether you have zero opinion whatsoever i like that you're putting it out there like that yeah Good judge me um so you know keep sending us your emails we love reading them oops podcast at gmail.com Check out our Instagram, Oops the Podcast, all that stuff. And please comment, like our stuff, especially on the podcast page. If you can give us a rating or say something, however you feel about it, we would really appreciate it. And it helps us uh, go up the rankings. We want to be one of the biggest podcasts out there. Possibly. Hell yeah, baby. Uh, he's Francis C. C. Ellis. I'm not Julio on Instagram. Thank you guys very much. Enjoy yourselves. <laughs>